Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. Uh, today we get to talk about football. Oh, I forgot to say, my name's Henry. Uh, this is my podcast. Um, yeah, college football. It happened on Saturday, but uh, mostly what happened was actually COVID-19. Um, and we're going to talk about that. You know, the the short little snippet here is that the Pac-12's decision to not play looks better today than it did before the game. Um, and I'm going to tell you why in just a couple of minutes. But first, I want to tell you more about Manscaped. Manscaped, great people doing great stuff for guys just like me and probably you too, just based on the numbers that I've seen about this podcast. Uh, so if you haven't gotten to manscaped.com yet, you should do it because if you use the code DMVR20, you can save 20% on your purchase. You also get free shipping with that code. It's a great deal. So get on it. Uh, they have the lawnmower 3.0, which is the best body hair trimmer on the market at 7,000 RPM. More importantly, it's nick-free, so you don't have to be nervous when you're trimming the places that would typically make you nervous when you're trimming them. Uh, so go to manscaped.com, use the code DNVR20, save 20% on your purchase, get yourself free shipping, uh, and enjoy yourself. Okay. So, last week, we spent some time talking about um, the football game, the first football game of the season, the FCS kickoff. Um, always a really fun time for me because I don't spend a whole lot of time watching FCS football because I'm watching the Buffs, and so uh, I guess it's a little bit different this year because this isn't like the one Saturday free before the season. Um, but it's still fun to get to watch a couple of good football teams play. Uh, so when we were talking about this game, again, it's Austin P. I did learn how to say that since we last spoke. Um, playing against Central Arkansas. FCS teams, both somewhere between 10 and 15 in the rankings. Um, I can't remember exactly where they are because the game was like two days ago. And... Uh, You'll remember that we talked a lot about the defensive tackle, who is five foot nine, and uh, his name is Josephus Smith, and he's really good. He's all conference. He had 17 and a half tackles for loss last season. He had uh, seven and a half sacks, I believe. Maybe it was 18 and a half tackles for loss. Um, really good. I was really excited to watch him because, again, five foot nine defensive tackle and he's really good all conference like I said well he didn't end up playing 
We don't know why he didn't play. Um, but there were reports before the game that there was a coronavirus outbreak that meant that a lot of important football players for Austin P would not be going to the wherever the neutral site was. I'm blanking on where that was. I think they were down in Alabama. Um, they didn't travel. They weren't on the 70-man tra- travel roster because there was an outbreak. Some guys were sick. Some guys came into contact with people who were sick because you know, like they live together or they're in the same position group um, and we're in meetings together. We're on the practice field together. We're lifting gear. You know, all the different times that they aren't socially distancing from each other. So that came out. And um, we don't know who missed because of that and who was just banged up. You know, the All-American receiver put up over 1,600 yards last year, 15 touchdowns. He didn't play. And the passing game really struggled, like really, really struggled. And to be honest, like the quarterback is bad. That Jeremiah Oatesfall guy, he's kind of just, he looked bad. He could not put the ball anywhere near a receiver. Um, so who knows if having his best option would have changed things. I would doubt it. The point is, All-American doesn't play. That hurts in college football. So you're missing your two biggest stars on the team. You're missing another defensive back. You're missing an offensive lineman. Um, you're not only missing Josephus Smith on the defensive line. Uh, again, it's kind of tough to tell who would have been on that travel roster anyway. The Austin P fans are saying that there were like five defensive linemen who didn't make the trip, who they thought would have made the trip. Um, that sounds like maybe one of the places where there was that outbreak. Um, and, and we don't know because the university won't say. Um, because of all the health rules, they don't want to just out all the players who have it. Um, and so they were not willing to say, um, here's who had it, here's who just like tweaked an ankle. But um, it had an impact. As I said, they could not throw the ball, they were missing the receiver. Uh, they were running all over uh or they were getting run all over without those defensive linemen. Like that second half, it was just wide open. I think for the game, um, Central Arkansas averaged like 5.7 yards per carry, um, 177 yards total. I remember college football, they factor the sacks in. So if a quarterback gets sacked for a five-yard loss, in the stats, that shows up as a negative five-yard run for the quarterback. So that's 5.7 yard per carry, Plus, in college football, those numbers are skewed down because of that. Uh, so they were running all over them. The biggest impact, though, um, the one that is honestly, in my mind, kind of just undeniably like massive, game-changing, and also kind of undeniably because of coronavirus, Austin P has three long snappers on the roster. Three. None of them made the trip maybe one of them got it and gave it to the others or they were in a meeting and it kind of, you know, like the close contact rule, they aren't allowed to go. Or maybe they all tweaked their ankle. Like, again, that's a possibility. We can't, we're speculating. What we do know is they didn't have any long snappers and they put a linebacker there and he botched three snaps, um, giving the Central Arkansas incredible field position, as you might imagine. And, uh... After the the third botch snap, they just stopped punting. Well, the punter stopped punting. Instead, uh, they were just doing pooch punts with that quarterback, um, who, again, he was playing badly. They were just, like, tracking. Um, They had a little graphic on ESPN, like, Jeremiah Oatesfall, completions, 
six, punts, five. And it was kind of just going back and forth all game. He wound up with, I think, seven punts and 13 completions. So he, he did have more completions than punts, which is what you want. But yeah, I mean, they just could not use a punt formation anymore. That was a very obvious disadvantage as well. Um, and uh, it was still a close game, despite all of this, despite missing. I mean, we know for sure two offensive starters, two defensive starters, and three long snappers. And then, like, again, it's kind of shady how many of those defensive linemen would have gone. You know, is it just that two of the other long snappers are still just, like, really bad and you'd rather have the linebacker do it? I would not be convinced that that was the case. Um, but still, I mean, Austin P. Uh, got uh, a touchdown to go up by one point with like a minute 40 on the clock, a minute 30 on the clock, something like that, and uh, gave up a scoring drive, lost the game. Um, very close game, though, despite missing all of these players, which makes it really easy to say like, hey, if you hadn't given them the ball at the 12-yard line because you snapped the ball over their head, who knows how this game would have gone? it would be very easy to say that this game was decided by the coronavirus, which is not how you want to start off this season. Um, it is kind of an interesting thing, though, that I had never thought of, is that you know, when we've talked about what happens when there's an outbreak on a team, we haven't really talked about the fact that you're likely going to see that outbreak mostly affect one position group, and it'd be pretty easy to just have an entire position group wiped out because they're all in a meeting room together you know they they live together they spend so much time together in so many different circumstances if at any point they were whatever the rule is like within six feet of each other uh, for more than 10 minutes or something like that they aren't allowed to play if you know somebody who is a part of that wounds up testing positive we saw it with the long snappers we kind of saw with the defensive line though they did have like bodies to play imagine though what happens if that happens to your quarterbacks if you just don't have a quarterback I mean just putting in buffs terms do you just put Katie Nixon as your emergency quarterback like run the wildcat with him is it a shot Clayton I I don't know what you do but that is something that who knows what's going to happen I mean it could be that this Austin P game is a total outlier that um we're rarely going to see coronavirus have this much of an impact on a game or it could be that this is just what's normal we just don't know what we do know is there's what eight games nine games this weekend um nine fbs games there will be more fcs games and so we will get to see what is up like is this is this actually what this season is going to be is is one of those teams going to be in a situation where they don't have whatever group Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But we also know that yesterday, Gus Malzahn, the coach at Auburn, said that they haven't practiced since Tuesday because they didn't have enough bodies because they just didn't have enough players to actually practice. They've just been canceling practice. He says he thinks they're still without 16 players for this week. Um, they don't start. Uh, the SEC doesn't start until September 26th, so there's some time to get that in order but that's just one team. What's going on at wherever other school? I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but 
the return to college football did not work in week one. I mean, it was really fun to watch, and I still watched every second of it, and maybe that is the goal. But in terms of just playing real football, that was just chaos out there. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't even know what to think at this point. Like <laughs> The fact that they just didn't have any long snappers is incredible. Like... Who would think that we'd be in a situation like this? And, you know, for, for Auburn, who knows what those 16 players are? Ooh, Rocky's just got Kevin Pilar. Interesting. Um, I, I just I just don't know where this is going. And I don't know if this is a thing where it's going to go up in flames in three weeks and there's going to be like, uh, actually, we're going to hold off and try this again next spring. Or if they're just going to power through. And it's just like every week it's like, okay, here comes Alabama – which will be playing without cornerbacks and running backs, going up against the University of Georgia. And Georgia isn't going to have any offensive or defensive linemen. Like, like, is that what this season is going to be? And how sustainable is that? Or is this just like one game where a crazy thing happened to one team? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It really doesn't look good, though. And, uh, you know, the thing is, it kind of does look better for the Pac-12. Maybe that's that's what we're going to jump into after I tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. Um, incredible beers for incredible people. I was at the DMVR bar for the Avs loss yesterday. I caught the end of the Rockies loss. But I was drinking a nice, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, it was another one of those pumpkin spice latte Um beers i'm actually not sure what that is that lager maybe it seems like if you don't know you just say it's a lager um so yeah maybe it's a lager uh but i was watching that while i watched jamal murray or i was drinking that while i watched jamal murray drop 50 again you know fewest shots ever to put up 50 points or not ever uh some guy bob Cousy, i think did it in like 1953 that's like regulation or regular season or playoffs never seen a performance like that um like, literally, that had not happened since 53, which is crazy. Um, he just dominated. Um, the two games before this, he put up, like, 50 and 42. Not 50 and 42, like, points, rebounds, but, like, 50 points and 42 points. In that stretch, he did not turn the ball over. Um, he did have a couple of turnovers last night, but that's all right when you go 9 of 12 from 3. And he uh, – basically just said, like, Donovan Mitchell is not better than me. That's what I saw last night. Uh, so now we're headed to Game 7. But the fun part was that I was watching that game while hanging out with my friends and drinking Breckenridge beers because those beers are just as important as the friends and as important as the basketball. Um, so drink them. You can drink them at the DMVR bar. Uh, ran to some Buffs fans last night. There are a couple. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, drink those beers. And use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website to see where you can get those beers if you want to try them. Uh, also, want to give a quick shout out to DraftKings. Um, basically, I make money on DraftKings when teams from Colorado win, and I lose money when teams from Colorado lose. Um, maybe there's more to it than that, but honestly, also maybe not. Uh, yesterday, I wound up down a few dollars but not like a lot which is what you'd expect when the Avs and Rockies lose and the Nuggets win because I don't really put much money on the Rockies because uh you know they're the Rockies 
it's a lot of fun. Um, it's also just a lot of fun to have like a different way of looking at things. You know, now we have like the group chats that are just talking about betting and everybody has their ideas. It's like, oh yeah, you better get on this. I think like today Shane Bieber's pitching. So you got to take the over on strikeouts again. Don't miss that opportunity. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's been going on with my life is DraftKings. And I'm very appreciative for that. Uh, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get a free $101 bet to use once you place a bet on the first football game of the season. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $101 bet for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, so yeah, the Pac-12. Um, you know, this is one of those weird things where it's like you want the Pac-12 to be right. You really do because that's what's best for the buffs and really that's what this is all about, right? It's like the buffs. So because of that, you'd almost be rooting for college football to fail. But if you're rooting for college football to fail, then you're almost rooting for the coronavirus to win. So it's one of those like enemy, my enemy is my friend situation, but I don't think you can go that far and root for the pandemic because like, duh. So as terrible as it is that things are i mean it's a very small sample size again this is one game this might be like the biggest impact covid has on a game all season it also could be the norm as of right now though based on the small sample size we can at least say like uh maybe not great that we're playing football right now and if that's the case it kind of is a good look for the pac-12 to have been able to say like okay yeah sec you guys go play your game where it is Alabama with no cornerbacks and no running backs because those are the like Russian roulette like groups that you just do not have this week. Have fun playing Georgia with no offensive defensive linemen. You can call that good football. We're going to hold off until the spring and see if we can actually play real football where we have players to play every position and we aren't stuck in a situation where, you know what, what if two, three more players hadn't been available for uh, Austin P on that defensive line group. What do you do? I honestly don't know. I guess you put offensive linemen there, maybe some linebackers. Maybe you just put eight linebackers in the box and go with three DBs because that's the only way you can hold up to the run game. I don't know. What I do know is that I'd much rather watch real football, and if that's what the Pac-12 is going to be after that, after all this, and the Big Ten as well, I mean, you could at least say, like, they made the right decision. And so far, again, small sample size, I think you'd have to say they have made the right decision. I, I think I think as of right now, I would lean toward, yes, this was the right move. But again, that's having only seen one game. There will be more college football games coming up. And as we watch those, we'll get more of a sense of, is this an FCS thing? You know, is this a budget thing? Did they have to cut a couple corners? You know, is the testing not as prevalent? And, you know, if, if it would have been Auburn where Gus Malzahn was, you know, honestly kind of like arrogant in the way he was talking about, you know, we, we test guys three times a week. 
It's like, okay, is that responsible use of money? I don't know. It's your money. The resources, the test. Should we be spreading that out? That was a problem a month ago. Not going to lie. I have not really paid much attention to where we are in terms of like availability of testing and stuff because it just seems to just bounce back and forth. But he was like super proud. We test three times a week. And maybe if Austin P was testing three times a week, you know, maybe one of the long snappers would have not been forced to not play. And again, this is all speculation, all speculation. But we're kind of just buying into the speculation at this point because it's the thought exercise of it all. Um, I just don't. I just don't know. None of us really know, um, obviously. But it doesn't seem like it to me that it is an FCS thing, although maybe with the testing, you know, they would have caught it sooner, and that would have meant that, like, maybe one or two more defensive linemen play, and that honestly could have been the difference in that game because Austin P was just getting gashed in that uh, second half. Um, yeah. But for the Pac-12, again, the goal here is putting on a real football season. And whoever does the closest thing to that is going to win. You know, as it stands now, let's just say compared to the Power Five, so we have a literal zero sample size. You have to say that the other conferences are in the lead. Why? Well, because they're trying to play a 10-game schedule. You know, when the Pac-12 is trying to play a six-game schedule. And all else equal, if everything else is totally the same, one team plays or one conference plays uh, 10 games and one conference plays six, the 10-game the people win. That's the way it works. Also, they're playing in the fall. It's looking like the college football playoff is going to be a thing that happens. I mean, nobody's like said that, but we're at this point now where it's like, well, here we go. We're going to try to do it. And so, yeah, I mean, that's another leg up that the other Power Five conferences have right now. But that flips kind of quickly into the, you know, Pac-12 was right side. If, if you start to see the quality of play diminish because players are sick, meanwhile, the Pac-12 is able to pull it off cleanly whenever that time comes. Does having in 25% of games... Um, one of the teams is missing four or more starters. Does that balance out the difference between six games and 10 games? I don't know. I don't know where those lines are, but these are kind of the factors because everybody will be grading all of these conferences decisions. And it'll be based on stuff like we just saw where it's, Hey, what we know is we don't have all of the players to play, which was what happened to Austin P. Again, could be normal injuries, could be COVID-related. We don't know. But if we start to see position groups missing from every game, we can start to just confidently make that leap and say, hey, this is what's going on here. And it's just following that along. And really those factors that I'm going to be looking for when I'm grading this decision, who plays the most games, who has their players on the field. And again, the Pac-12, they might have players drop out you've already seen some players transfer you could see more go to the draft and then say like we're not playing the spring season because we're too focused on the draft we don't have time for this we can't risk the injury whatever that plays just as big a part of anything 
uh, as anything. You know, you can look at like the TV ratings because that will matter. You know, I, I it's not the end all be all in terms of like quality of play. It's I think it's very easy for people to see numbers and just latch onto them when really you could see the SEC have bigger numbers than the Pac-12, but the people who watch the Pac-12 game saying, wow, this sure is a breath of fresh air after watching the SEC flame out without half of their players. You know, satisfaction is not necessarily included in the ratings, at least not like immediately. I, You know, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean... I guess that's basically it. I don't know. I'm curious what you guys think. Um, I'm curious if you guys are having your like opinions change at all about what is happening or what should be happening, any of that kind of stuff. Again, it's too early to compare the Pac-12 to the Power 5 conferences. But again, Auburn's in a rough spot. There are other teams that are going through similar things and kind of just have to wait and see uh, how it all goes. But we did get our first data point. And that was um, a negative one. I think we'd all have to agree that that was a, a bad look for everybody who's, I mean, trying to play. I I don't know. We'll see how it all goes. You could stay tuned to this podcast and I'll keep you up to date. If you guys have any questions or comments, you can throw them in the comment section of the post for day show at thedmvr.com. I'll get to those. Uh, shorter pod today, but I'll be back tomorrow with more. And uh, yeah, I'll see you then. Like my Colorado sway Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go You know I'm acting bad Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado sway is pushing 180 competition see you later baby colorado army with soldiers like the navy and voters where we stationed patiently awaiting when i hit the field it's so hard to behave i'm colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave look into my eyes i can tell that you afraid cause you know we finna hit you on your own now why you watching the official you just better hope you make it to the next whistle and we ain't playing with you you can get it Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how